Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Got Ty and Jake who are producing the show. Gentlemen, did you miss me last week? Be honest. You can say no. If we say no, are you going to be offended? No, I won't be offended. No, we did miss you. You were missed for sure. How was Disney? Um, it's it, that's that's a whole segment. Oh. Like that's a whole segment. Did our invitations get lost in like the junk email? Uh, listen, I, you're you're a dad. Uh, stuttering up when they start. With no, no, stuttering. no, 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 no. Ty, Ty, you're a dad. You're you're a dad. Eventually, you are going to take your son to Disney, and all I want you to know, Boo, is I am here for you to guide you, direct you, and instruct you because you need a degree from an Ivy League college in order to understand how to use the Disney app properly to make sure that you could get on all the rides. Wow. So it was, it was an education. It was an experience. Um, one thing that, that, that definitely holds true is the more money you have, the faster you're going to ride the rides and the more rides you're going to get on because you're going to pay extra to get on all those great rides and... It's up John uh, Winthrop. He's a big like you know Disney like advocate. He's he's like Disney twice a year, I believe it is. Are two, you two serious? I think he's been to Disney no joke fifty times. Yes, yeah, like I think two, it's something like that. He goes like every season. I think that's like a family tradition where they have to experience well, each season. And he does a Disney. YouTube, a whole YouTube channel with videos on Disney. He's a big Disney. He loves really? Disney. Yeah, you should talk to him about that. that. How no how am I how Disney. am I just learning about this now because. We, you're gonna I find can't no even bigger fan of Disney than than Winthrop. Wow. Well then, well hopefully hopefully John's listening right now because John I rode Rise of the Resistance. I got on Avatar Flight of Passage. I got on all the great rides because I mastered the Disney app and I was like I was like up at 6 a.m. fingers ready for the lightning lane. I maneuvered my way through the park like nobody's business. I went on Ratatouille. I went on Mickey and Minnie's wild roller coaster. It's it's escaped us. Like, you name it. Like, all the rides that everyone says, oh, if you're going to Disney, you have to get on this. You have to get on that. Like, I got on them. But let me tell you something. It's stressful. You need, a, you need, you need an Ivy League college education to understand how to navigate. There's an algorithm that you have to understand. It's, it's mind-blowing. But when you're done and you and your family have had the most ultimate experience, you feel great about yourself. But, it, but it's, dude, it is stressful. It is stressful. But it is so worth it. Uh, so anyway, uh, enough of that. Again, uh, just back from Disney, just back from Florida. I'm getting ready to, to head out again. This time I'm going to Vegas for the draft. Really stoked about that. I leave on Tuesday. 
I'll be out there in our uh, our Vegas studios with Daily Wager on Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, getting people ready for the draft, telling them where to spend their money, how to spend their money. If you do want to wager on the draft, which could be very lucrative, by the way. You talk to a lot of sports books and they'll tell you uh, the draft is no bueno for them. They lose a lot of money during the draft. Why? Because really it's, it's, it's insider information that's helping you win money. It's, it's not, you know, you're not putting down, you know, $100 on the Giants to beat the Eagles uh, getting three and a half points and then, oh my goodness gracious, you know, after the second quarter, Daniel Jones goes out with an injury and now you got Mike Glennon at the helm and good luck with that, you know, kiss your money goodbye. Uh, so it, it's, 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 it's a different animal. Um, it could be extremely lucrative, especially if you have the right insider information. In fact, uh, our, our fearless leader at Daily Wager, Doug Kazarian, won a, a boatload of money, almost half a million dollars in last year's draft, uh, putting money down on, on, I want to say it was a certain DB. I think he put money down on a certain corner to be the first corner selected or the first safety selected, and, and, uh, and, and he walked away with a killing. So, um, you know, sports books don't necessarily like for people uh, to gamble on uh, on 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 the draft because it is quite lucrative so anyway i'm gonna be heading down to vegas i'm really excited about it obviously it's in vegas it's a big deal uh the nfl now is king as we know and and this is this is a really wild draft you know uh i pride myself on on being in the know when it comes to the draft it's i consider myself a draft geek i love it i love thursday night i love friday night um and uh, I've been talking to a number of scouts in and around the NFL. I will continue to do so all the way through Thursday night when the first selection is is chosen. And I will tell you with all sincerity and all honesty, uh, nobody knows who the number one pick is going to be. Nobody knows. Like, not only am I talking to a bunch of scouts, but I'm also, I'm I'm talking to a number of, uh, of, of agents as well who represent the Hutchinsons, who represent the... Iquanus, who represent the Garrett Wilsons, and even the agents don't know. So this is this is one of those you know, and, and, and two folds here, right? Like great because I think it's going to make this year's draft all that much more exciting, will it not? Like we're not going. Don't forget last year, right, guys? We're sitting there. We know Tre- we know Trevor Lawrence was going to be the number one overall pick to to Jacksonville. So really, all right, uh, you know. Whoever who picked second, you're on the clock, right? We knew we had a feeling. All the reports, we kind of we knew that Zach Wilson was going to the Jets. We knew certain players were going to go. Like, really, it's, it's a crapshoot right now. And you know, certain players have moved up the board. Like, so 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 so. If you were to ask me, all right, Anita. So who do, as of right now, Anita, who do you think goes number one? It, to me, it's between Hutchinson and Trayvon Walker. Right now. But I'll tell you this, Jacksonville is dying, dying to trade that number one pick. So, Jacksonville has so many needs uh, where they don't have, uh, where they, the least amount of need is, is on their front seven, is, is, is their defensive line. And so Walker and Hutchinson are the two that are most worthy of being selected number one overall. And for various reasons, uh, you know, Walker... His numbers and his stats don't, in my opinion, don't justify for him to be number one overall, but he crushed it on his pro day. Uh, he has 
uh, there's a number of general managers and scouts that have fallen in love with this guy. Um, you know, but but it's it's that's a risky pick to go in and and draft him with the thought of okay, here's his ceiling. We haven't seen his ceiling, right? We don't know what Trayvon Walker's ceiling is. We're, we're we and I say we we're envisioning what it could be based on what we've seen with the pro day and the athleticism and and the numbers and whatnot. But what, what was it? Nine and a half sacks his entire career. Um, you know, um, and, and granted you could, scouts will turn around and say, yeah, but they didn't play him right. Right. Like, like they didn't play him as a, as a hand in the ground outside edge rusher. Uh, they played him more on, on the inside, the interior of the defensive line. So that's really on the university. And do you really, so, so there's, there's a lot of conversation there, but still, you know what you get with Hutchinson, you know what the ceiling is right now. And there might be an attic. Right, there might be an, an an even once he gets into the pros, and then he's he's the most pro ready. But once he gets into the pros, and and he can really hone his skills even further. Wow, watch out! So it's just there's there's so many question marks in regard to the draft, and then of course here in our own backyard with the Jets drafting at four, the Giants drafting at five and seven, the Jets back on the board at ten. I do believe that there's going to be a lot of wheeling and dealing going on. Uh, this is a very deep draft with a lot of lot of positions and certain positions that both the Giants and the Jets need as well. So I do believe that the Giants are going to trade back one of those picks. I'm sure Giants fans don't want to trade the five, um, but I I think a lot of a lot of it will be you know who will still be on the board um, and who the Giants covet on on their board is who they're favorite number one overall player is number one overall player along with 10 seconds on the clock how many things can you name that are always growing your relationships your skills your customer base how about businesses on shopify (laughs) shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business from the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage shopify's there to help you grow Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. Uh, they're one player in regard to need, and but we know that the Giants have so many needs. So it would be advantageous for them with such a deep draft with a lot of talent for them to trade back. I'm sure Giants fans, if it had to be one of the two picks, I'm sure Giants fans would want it to be the seven, not necessarily the five. And then what do the Jets do? Not, you know, more talk in regard to trades going on with the Giants more so than the Jets, but the Jets could trade up, by the way. Um, and Bill Barnwell, who's a very dear friend of mine, and we, we've had him on the show quite frequently, has an excellent article out on ESPN.com right now with a variety of of uh, several uh, trade opportunities and trade possibilities. And some of them include uh, the Jets. So let's do this. We'll take a quick break. We come back. Uh, I want to continue to talk about the draft. Uh, I want to share with you some of the possibilities for the Jets. I'll open up the phone lines, 800-919-3776, as we are less than a week away uh, from, of course, the first round, which will be on Thursday night. Friday will be rounds two and three. And, of course, as always, on Saturday uh, will be four through seven. And uh, it's it's becoming a little bit 
more clear in regard to how this draft board is panning out based on the players that we anticipate to go in the first round. Not necessarily the team that they're going to land on, but some of the players out there that really have made a great name for themselves and getting a lot of buzz that we do anticipate to go in the first round. We'll dive into those. Is there a player that you have your eye on as a Jets or a Giants fan? I'd like to know. If you've got some questions about those players, again, I've, I've, I've been on the phone uh, at nauseum uh, for the last week or two talking to a number of scouts. I, I do have some information for you if, if you so are inclined to want to call in and, and inquire, 800-919-3776. But again, when we get back, I'm, I'm going to propose a few possible trades that both the Giants and the Jets can do on Thursday and I want to get your take on that. Uh, former giant linebacker Byron Hunt is going to join us on our second hour. We'll get his take in regard to uh, what's going on with the Giants and, of course, uh, the draft. Uh, we'll talk about the Nets' big game this evening against Boston. As we know, the Nets are down two in the series. I told you, watch out for this Boston Celtics team. I felt they were the best team in the NBA since the All-Star break, averaging 120 points a game. Uh, with the one-two punch combo with uh, with Tatum as well as uh, Jalen Brown. Defensively, they've been outstanding. And reports are they're going to get Robert Williams back for the game tonight. Now, will he be on a, a pitch count slash minute count? More than likely. Do I expect him to play more than 20, 25 minutes? No, but still, he's such a defensive force, especially in the paint. And this is a series where we know defensively the Boston Celtics have really uh, thrown KD off his game. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. I'll tell you what, I think general managers, coaches have to say uh, the right thing. They don't want to upset. They don't want to rock the apple cart, right? They don't want to upset the player. They don't want to upset the the agent. But let's be honest. I mean, you know, you you, you want your guys there. You want your guys. And, and OTAs could be like, you know, what are you doing in OTA? Or, you know, but... In regard to you, you know, you're you're not you're not preparing for an opponent that's good that you're going to take, you know, that you're going to play next week. It's not about that. It's developing chemistry. It's being present. It's 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 being a part of of an organization. It's being a part of a culture. You know, it's 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 part of the job. You know, um, it's it's you know, it's it's like it's like going to your company Christmas party, right? Like you might not want to go, but you should go, right? You should go. It's like that. 800-919-3776. Okay, I'm going to get to your calls in just a second. I just want to throw this out here. Oh, okay, because as we know, so the Giants are sitting there with the fifth and the seventh pick. Again, everything I'm hearing is that the Giants are going to trade one of those picks. If they get an unbelievable deal that blows them out of the water at five, maybe that's the deal. I personally think that it's the seven that they trade, and maybe they trade with the Pittsburgh Steelers drop down to 20 and get a 2023 first round pick. Here's the thing. Talking to a number of people, Giants, the new regime, not totally committed to Daniel Jones. I know, no big surprise there for Giants fans. Um, You know, I I think it's unrealistic and unfair. I get it. Life isn't fair. We're told that all the time that it's, this is, this is, as Mama Mimi likes to say, I need a pooper, get off the pot. Like, uh, this is the year for Daniel Jones. Like, he's got to show what he can do this year. Oh, okay. This is his what? Fifth or sixth offensive coordinator? Different system? Um, and, and, and going back to, uh, to, to, to Duke as well, by the way. So, 
Now it's like, okay, got to learn the system, got to be able to digest it, execute it properly, uh, new parts all around you, new front office. I just, at the end of the day, guys, it's unrealistic. And I'm really curious to know, you know, what's going to be the, uh, the litmus test? What's going, what's going to be, what factors? Is it 70% completion percentage? can't be win-loss because I'll tell you something, Giants aren't going to win much this coming season. Let's be honest. So it's not win or loss total. So what are the Giants going to be looking at in regard to Daniel Jones? Health, obviously. Got to stay, gotta stay healthy for an entire season, okay? Um, but what are the other things that the Giants and the Giants organization are going to be studying or, or paying attention to when it comes to Daniel Jones, whether or not they're going to commit to him? I do believe that the Giants are going to start stockpiling because if it's not Daniel Jones, they're going to go after their quarterback next year. Okay, so so I do believe a big reason. That's another big reason why I believe the Giants are looking to trade uh, one of those first two picks, the one or the seven. If they trade with the Steelers, they just they swap out and then they get the Steelers first round pick uh, in in twenty twenty three. That's how I see that. That's what I see happening with with the Giants. Okay, in regard to the Jets, there's a lot they can do. I, I know that they're 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 in the discussion. Uh, when it comes to the possibility of the 49ers trading Debo Samuel, okay, uh, you know that the Jets are, are in need of, of a better, a better, an upgraded wide receiving core. We get that. How about this, though? You know, defensive line, edge rusher, getting after those quarterbacks, especially a Josh Allen, especially a Mac Jones, especially a Tua. How about the Jets? And, and again, this is from Bill Barnwell's article I was reading this morning. How about the Jets? Trading up with the Jaguars, going and getting a Hutchinson, or getting a Trayvon Walker. Okay, um, and and along with maybe a, a Chenault wide receiver, who I actually like. You know, I'm, I'm last year his numbers not so great, but uh, you know they, they had a lot of issues in regard to the head coach and, and all that was going on over there. But that's a possibility. Also. Reports are that Kyler Murray wants out of, of Arizona. This, is, this was an, another possibility that Bill Barnwell had presented in his article, is giving, not giving, but exchanging quarterbacks with the Arizona Cardinals. You know what you get with Kyler Murray. And he pretty much has the same skill set as Zach Wilson. You bring, you bring Murray here to New York, um, and you trade with the Arizona Cardinals, uh, Zach Wilson and, uh, and some draft picks again, just throwing it out here. Don't kill the messenger. Just sharing with you the article, giving you food for thought. 800-919-3776. Let's go to Cullum calling in from the Bronx. Cullum, welcome in. Good afternoon, Anita, big fan. I hope you had a good time at Disney World. I did. Thank you. Okay, so I completely agree with your point. I mean, I was going to try to make the same point, but you already kind of went through it. The priority for the Giants should definitely be getting a 2023 pick. You know, I think this Giants team, in best-case scenario, the way it's going to be looking is, you know, seven wins is as absolute best. Just the way this roster is constructed. And I'm, and I'm personally, I'm out on Daniel Jones. I don't think he can be you know, a great quarterback. I think he could be average. I think at peak performance, he's Kirk Cousins. But like you said, you should go out and you should try to get a day three pick. I mean, a, a 2023 pick for next year, because that's going to be the big problem for the Giants next 
next year is to figure out what's going to go on with the quarterback. Yeah, uh, and, and Colin, thank you for the call. Appreciate it. Um, I th- again, I think the jury's still out. I understand that for a lot of Giants fans, uh, the, the jury is decided. I, I, I get it, and I understand why. My biggest concern with Daniel Jones is health issues. Can he stay healthy? How bad is this neck-back issue? Uh, that, to me, that's where the red flag is. I'm still, I'm, I'm, I'm holding judgment on, on what, what caliber of quarterback he can be in the NFL because um, he's been sold a bag of lemons. Uh, and, and it's, it's really, it's unfortunate, but that's the truth. So I want to see Daniel Jones healthy for an entire season. I want to see Daniel Jones behind a top 15 offensive line. I want to see Daniel Jones play behind a 1000 yard rusher named Saquon Barkley. This podcast is proud to be supported by Jets pizza, the number one pick in Detroit style pizza. Why? It's simple. Jets is better. With the thickest, crispiest, cheesiest Detroit-style pizza in the country, there's no competition. Right now, get $5 off any eight-corner pizza with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Go to JetsPizza.com to learn more and find a location near you. Again, try Jets' signature eight-corner pizza and get $5 off with code 8SAVE. That's the number eight, S-A-V-E. Jets Pizza. Better because it has to be. Um, I want to see Daniel Jones with an upgraded and improved wide receiving core. And then, and, then, and then I'll judge. And then I'll judge. But I think the jury's still out, but the Giants in this new front office need to move ahead understanding that if this season doesn't go well for Daniel Jones, they are locked and loaded. And, and ready for, for plan B. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Dollar Dollar Joe Wiz on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet Rivers Sportsbook. Joe, what's up, man? How you doing? Hey, Anita. Thanks for having me back on. I missed you last week, and uh, hopefully we can make some money for people here. It's a big Saturday, a lot of action happening all over the place. Let's do it. Let's recap before we look forward. Uh, last night, I did have the Hawks uh, getting the points. I also had them on the money line, so winner, winner there. Uh, I was no bueno with my prop bets. I had uh, Trey Young over 27.5 points. Actually, I got it at 26.5, but nonetheless, he ended up with 24. Uh, also, really surprising, I loved the Bulls last night. I had them on the money line. Boy, did they get their butts kicked by the Bucks. I thought them uh, being without Middleton was going to hurt them more. I did have the under, though, at 223, uh, and, and I, I lost all my prop bets there. I had Giannis over 13.5 rebounds. He didn't even come close. Holiday over 21.5 points. He had 16. Caruso over 1.5 steals. He averaged two a game. He didn't even have one. So I uh, lost money there, unfortunately. And then I did have the Suns last night laying the one and a half. Thank goodness for Chris Paul in the fourth quarter working his magic. But I also had Cam Johnson over 15, 19 and a half points and rebounds combined, but he got into foul trouble, three, three fouls in the first like five minutes of the game. And so he rode the bench the majority of the game, which, uh, which did not help me. So I guess I'm just summing that up to say um, I, I need to get back into uh, the winning column today. So uh, so let's break it down. <laughs> let's do it. I, 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 that was a lot of stuff. I, you made me dizzy there with all those bets you made. Uh, that's a lot of stuff there. Those prop bets are very tricky. But, you know, hey, with all the action going on, there's certainly opportunities if you do your homework. And I know more often than not, you usually come up with winners and prop bets. But, hey, you're entitled to have one bad night. 
Um, all right, so let's break it down. Two o'clock in a little over an hour. You've got the 76ers going up against Toronto. The 76ers, um, they are favored by three, um, and they're up 3-0 in this series. What's your play here? Yeah, and you know, I have to be transparent also. On Wednesday, I had Toronto plus the two, and I got burnt in overtime with the loss to the uh, Sixers, 104-101. So there you go. So don't feel bad. And be uh, with that shot with uh, you know .08 left uh, in the game, 33 points, 13 rebounds. And, uh, you know, listen, Toronto, no team in the NBA has ever come back from an 0-3 deficit, okay? It just doesn't happen in the NBA. It's odd. It happens in baseball. I have to bring it up because it happened in 2004 when the Red Sox beat the Yankees in the American League Championship. Series, um, but it happens in hockey, but it just doesn't happen in the NBA. Toronto is done, but I do think they're going to get the win here today. I'm taking them plus the three. Um, they've been they got a lot of bad timing at the time. Uh, neither they lost, uh, you know, Gary Trent. Uh, you know, he had COVID issues. Their best player Scotty Barnes didn't play in game two and game three, uh, and pa- Pascal hasn't played the way he had played all season long. Um, I think that they, um, you know, they had a chance to win uh, Wednesday. I think they will win here tonight, today at two o'clock. I'm taking the three. Uh, I'm also taking them on the money line. I think they win the game outright, um, and I'm expecting them, uh, Toronto to uh, send it back to Philly uh, for the uh, decisive game. 4.30 is Dallas in the Jazz. I don't think either of us have a play in that game, but at 7.30 tonight, Boston Celtics going up against the Nets. The Nets back to the wall. Uh, they're down in the series 2-0. They come home to Brooklyn, although not a great record, not a great record at home. Meanwhile, Boston, they've won 23 on the road. Uh, what is your play here? The Nets against the spread this year overall are 35 and 49. And listen, this series could easily be tied 1-1. And game one obviously went right down to the wire with that last second thrilling shot um, for for the uh, uh, Celtics. Uh, the Nets, you know, KD, you, you, obviously he's not going to have another bad game like he had um, last week. I mean, it's just so uncharacteristic for both of them. I mean, Durant and Irving, one of 17 in the second half. I'm expecting a high-scoring game, Anita. The Toldness game is at 223 at Bet Rivers. Um, I do think it's going to be, I think KD and Irving are going to come out on fire in this game here. They have to. I mean, they have to make a statement here. They were embarrassed in this game uh, the other night, and this is a game that they absolutely have to win. As I mentioned, no team has ever come back from an 0-3 deficit. They're favored by three in this game here, and again, the series could easily be 1-1, but uh, uh, I'm taking the over 223, but I'm also expecting Brooklyn to take care of business tonight at the Barclays Center. So if Ty gets to go to uh, game four, as he mentioned when I was talking to him on the air, I said, He'll, he'll get to see Ben Simmons in a lineup on Monday. We'll see what happens. Um, that's going to be interesting as well. I know reports are that Ben Simmons, uh, if, of course, um, uh, well, not if, uh, game four is, is when he's expected to uh, to make his, his season debut. Everybody anxiously awaiting that. Uh, at 10 o'clock, you've got Memphis going against Minnesota. Minnesota, of course, the Timberwolves, as we, as we know, blew a 26-point lead. Uh, the other night, Memphis came back to win 104 to 95. I do not have a play in this game. I don't think you do either, right? Um, you know, when you take a look at these two teams, not a big play in the game here, but um, I'm expecting Minnesota. They're the high, one of the highest-scoring teams in all of NBA. Anita, 51 overs, 35 unders, um, and I'm expecting Carl uh, Anthony Towns. He had a terrible game. He had only eight points, okay? And uh, Jay Morant didn't even have a good game. He had a triple-double, but he didn't play well. And um, I'm expecting both offenses to be clicking in this game here. So um, not a strong play in the game, but the total here, um, I think that this game finally goes over the total as it did in game one. 
Uh, and, and just before we, we switch gears here, I know we're going to talk some Major League Baseball, and I know you've got a hockey play as well. But um, just looking at uh, the futures odds, who's going to win the championship? Golden State is favored now 3-1, to one, especially with uh, Devin Booker now on the shelf because of his hamstring issue. The Suns at plus 390, the Celtics at plus 450, the Bucks at 8-1, to one, the Heat at plus 950, the Grizzlies 10-1. to one. Um, the 76ers scare me now that Embiid has that uh, ligament injury in his thumb and the Nets came into, it's wild, the Nets came into the postseason as the second favored team to win the championship. They're now at 14 to 1. Any futures plays here that stand out to you as where, in, in regard to where we are right now in, in the postseason? Things have changed, Anita. This is why I don't like making future bets early because with these future bets here, I mean, all season long we talked about Brooklyn, how they were considered the favorite. Hey, how about the Lakers? They had them favored too. Maybe we should ex-tie what happened to the Lakers. But, uh, hey, the Lakers were favored one time. They didn't even make the playoffs. So Brooklyn now, they were all season long. We were sitting there saying, how is Brooklyn, you know, second choice to get to the NBA and win the NBA finals here? Um, I think you have to go with a team like Boston. I had picked Boston to beat Brooklyn, but I expected to go uh, seven games. It may not go seven anymore, but it might still. I think if Brooklyn wins today, I think that they can take take this back into Boston going 2-2. Um, but the Celtics uh, and the East are, are a good good value bet. Um, as far as the Sixers, yeah, Embiid, you don't know what you're going to get out of him today. That's something I didn't even bring up, but uh, even if he is going to play, uh, which he is expected to, um, but I think Boston right now, uh, if they uh, take care of business here with the Nets, and they have their defense has proven it, and Doka has, uh, you know, the coaching has obviously shown um so celtics might be the play there and phoenix who knows what we're going to see now without booker they struggled last night i know they won but uh golden state is um right now playing the way they were supposed to be playing all season long hey before we let you go i, I know you've got a baseball play here uh, with the mets and uh and and the diamondbacks last night uh i won with the cardinals and i had steven matz over five and a half strikeouts so i am playing with house money today in major league baseball where am i going to place it well, I mean, you play, Mets are playing Arizona, and right now the Mets are the hottest team in baseball. They have the best record in baseball. I've been riding the Mets since the beginning of the season, Anita, and I always look for this in the early part of the year. I always look for teams that are hot and playing well, um, and I, I'm going to ride with the Mets here. They're minus $1.40 um, at uh, Bet Rivers and at Play Sugar House if you're in New Jersey, Connecticut, New York, Bet Rivers. Um, but right now, uh, you know, Humberto Castellanos is pitching for the D-backs. He faced the Mets last Sunday. He only uh, pitched four innings. It was scoreless, but he didn't fit didn't factor in the decision. The uh, Arizona lost that game five nothing. Listen, the Mets are legitimate World Series contenders, um, and right now they're playing really well. Obviously, Buck Showalter has made a big difference here. We just got to worry about Edwin Diaz every time they bring him into the lineup. It's almost like when they bring uh, Chapman in for the for the Yankees. You never know what's going to happen. Well, you can get the Mets on the money line at minus one fifty. First pitch is at eight ten in Arizona against the Diamondbacks. All right, Joe, uh, good luck today. Hopefully uh, you will have won our people some money. Absolutely. Go Rangers plus 130. Uh, I know it's coming up a little bit on your network. So Rangers against the Bruins. I'm going with the Rangers, the hottest team in hockey, won seven of eight. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. This is Click, 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 or Don't. Very simply, here's the headline. Are you interested in clicking or not? That's right. It's time for Click or Don't Click. It's a fun way. We tour around our wide, wide world of sport and find out what is trending 
at 1.32 p.m. on this Saturday afternoon based on the headlines. And our producers lead the way. We've got Ty and Jake. So, gentlemen, take it away. Mr. 3000. Ooh, okay. A lot. <laughs> All right, so I'm- oh, I'm going to, I'm going to, this is, this is, this is, yeah, I'm going to stay. Go ahead. Yep. So this was something that could have happened in the final game in the three games set between the Yankees and Tigers. Mm-hmm. And then last night it was delayed because of a rainout. But today, just a few minutes ago, Miguel Cabrera became the first Tigers player to reach 3,000 hits since Hall of Famer Al Kaline and one of only seven players to have 3,000 hits and 500 home runs. So on the opposite single uh, going to... Right field, Miguel Cabrera in the first inning of a game against the Rockies has collected his 3,000th hit. And what a moment this is for one of the best baseball players, uh, what one of the best hitters of all time, uh, Miguel Cabrera. Welcome to the 3,000 Hit Club. So um, I know I'm going to date myself here. I don't care. Um, so when I was down in Miami and I had graduated college, I was an intern. And so um, I, I'd go out to the Marlin Ballpark uh, for BP and I would get interviews and then bring them back to the, the TV station. And then, of course, they would play in the five and the six o'clock news and, and preview, of course, the Marlin games. And Jeff Conine was Mr. Marlin. Jeff Conine was with the Marlins and uh, and he was a big, big uh you know, he was, he was the captain. He was the leader. He was like, he was the glue, uh, that held that Marlins team together. And Miggy was just an immature, irresponsible, like he would literally show up to the ballpark at like 30 minutes before game time. He would miss BP. Um, he would be, he, you know, it was Miami. He was young. He was out partying all the time. He was like countless hours on South Beach and he was a train wreck. And Jeff Conine took him under his wing and, uh, and, and really had to get him right because he was just, uh, you know, young, handsome, rich, uh, a future, bright. And here we are talking about his accomplishments uh, but but he was an, an absolute disaster train wreck. And if it wasn't for Jeff Conine, um, taking him under his wing and and with a little tough love, I I I don't I don't know if if his career would have been this successful. So just thought I'd share that with you. He a little he, uh, dark to go uh, right after the guy <laughs> just made history, but sure. No, I'm just I'm no I, not it's it's listen it's not being dark. I mean he was a party animal. He was on South Beach. He was young. He was rich. He was handsome. Uh, you know it, it was South Beach. This was a time where this is 1998. 99 south beach was it it was the place to be Uh, you know it was it was a dangerous environment for a young man who was making that kind of money and was the the stud player for the marlins and all i'm saying is listen uh, you know if he he, it, it doesn't have to be a negative story what i'm saying is he he got he he got on the right path and he changed and and he had a different mindset and he he turned his his life around and and here we are today. So it's it's really an unbelievable story. So and and this courtesy of uh, Jason Stark, who does a tremendous job when it comes to you know nuggets and factoids, uh, just some of uh, the accomplishments when you, when you look at what Miguel Cabrera has accomplished, where he stands all time. So the three thousand hit five home run uh, five hundred home run club 
Only six other men in history are part of this group, and it's A-Rod, Rafael Palmero, who obviously those two have been le- uh, linked to PEDs, but the rest of the, li- the list is that follows. Uh, Hank Aaron, Willie Mays, Albert Pujols, and Eddie Murray. 3,000 wow. hits, 500 home runs, 300 batting average. Aaron Mays, Miguel Cabrera. 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, 600 doubles. Aaron Pujols and Miggy. And I thought this was the most incredible one because there are a list of other ones, but 3,000 hits, 500 home runs, and a triple crown. There's only one person on that list. And that is one Miguel Cabrera. So congrats to him on what's been a remarkable Hall of Fame career. Uh, He gets his 3,000 hit today, and that's just a tremendous accomplishment. All right, Anita. Well, going from MLB to NBA, my title is The Wonder Boy Returns. Now, let's talk about the play of the week. The pressure to follow up Hypnotic and Cognac, weighing heavy on the team. Hypnotic was in the cup, blue and ready for the play. And... Añejo Tequila came in with a smooth assist to Hypnotic's tropical fruit finish. Shaken, strained, poured. It was green and good! The playmaking splash shifted the tempo. Another great cocktail from the Hypnotic team. Every season is Hypnotic and Tequila season. Hypnotic Liqueur, Bardstown, Kentucky, 17% alcohol by volume. Hypnotic reminds you to think wisely, drink wisely. Oh, of course I'm clicking that. I have an idea of what I think that's about. <laughs> yes. But... Well, we've had a lot of injuries, unfortunately, in the NBA playoffs so far. You know, Devin Booker, Chris mm-hmm. Middleton, Clint Capella. But the wonder boy, of course, is Luka Doncic. And Woj just tweeted out about a half hour ago that he is progressing to a limited return tonight for Game 4 versus the Jazz. And, you know, they've been playing pretty well without him. Jalen Brunson has been, you know, lights out. Definitely going to earn himself a nice contract uh, when his time is up. But Luka Doncic, of course, is one of the top five players in the league. So that's a great boost for the Mavs. And I guess my question is, you know, who do you like out of the West and who do you like out of the East? If I do remember correctly, I, I think you like the Heat out of the East. Um, and the Warriors, and the Warriors out, of out of the West. So your predictions are still looking pretty good, Anita. Yeah, so prior to the season starting, my, my pick for the NBA championship was, uh, was the Miami Heat and the Golden State Warriors. And I think I, I think I picked the Warriors to up to, to beat the Heat in the championship. I think that was my exact play. But I like the Warriors coming out of the West, obviously, and, and, and the Heat coming out of the East. But I'll tell you what now, guys, like, and, and I know, you know, we've been doing these shows for, for quite a while since, um, you know, since the All-Star break. And I know you guys have been hearing me talk about Boston. Don't sleep on Boston. I mean, I just, they're averaging 120 points a game. Something has clicked bef- between Tatum and Brown. I, I think getting uh, Derek White at the trade deadline was really big and really key, not only offensively, but defensively as well, especially with Robert Williams on the shelf as long as he was. Marcus Smart wins Defensive Player of the Year. Now reports are that Rob Williams is going to be back for this game later on tonight against the Nets. Granted, how many minutes does he play? 2025. We'll see. But um, I, I'm, I'm, I've put some money down on on the Boston Celtics winning the championship. I, I, I think, I think they're that good, and I think there's a possibility here that they're going to sweep the Nets. I mean, the Celtics getting Williams back is huge, and it would be nice for the Nets, you know. I don't even know if he deserves to be on the all-injury team. Ben Simmons, I know he's kind of hurt, but he's just been MIA uh, since they've gotten him. So 
That's see what awesome. you did there. That's pretty cute. MIA, <laughs> Miami. There you go. But yeah, um, Kyle Lowry also from Miami. You know, huge injury as well. Uh, limped off the court yesterday. Um, and when they asked him if he was going to play in Sunday's Game 4, his response was actually pretty funny. He said uh, he will not miss time because he is Wolverine. Um, just basically <laughs> saying that he will play through the injury. He obviously must love Marvel. Um, so, Ty, did, did I hear Joe is... D- Correctly, so you're gonna to go to Game Four tomorrow? Are you? You're gonna? <laughs> I said I, I would like to go to Game Four on Monday. Oh, okay. I would love to. Um, that if the Nets win today, and all of a sudden they find themselves in a two-one situation, or with a chance to send it back to Boston at two-two, and then you've got Ben Simmons making his season debut. In the biggest game of the year, a must-win situation. It'll be the biggest game he's played in with the Nets because it'll be the first game he's played with the Nets. Uh, that that type of environment, I, I think, would be special. It's uh, a situation I'd love to find myself in if I can uh, be so fortunate to do so. But, hmm. yeah, we'll see if that happens. Um, last story for you here. I don't know if you can, you saw this yesterday. Hmm. Uh, so the first for the first time, the NFL is going to have three games mm-hmm. on Christmas Day. Yep. So two in the afternoon will be split between CBS and Fox, followed by a primetime contest on NBC. So Christmas this year falls on a Sunday. Uh, and, you know, the NBA usually has, like, full autonomy on the uh, Sunday real estate as far as the sports world is concerned. So you're going to have three NFL games, uh, five NBA games, and then I'm guessing – since, you know, we usually get the full week slate on Sunday, all those games are going to be pushed back to the Saturday before. So that's just going to be a fun uh, weekend of sports. With, yeah, with for, for, pe- for people who like who for, for people who like sports, yeah. think about think think about the moms and the dads out there who who are married or date significant, have significant others that are really big into sports. And this is a dream come true. You're telling me on Christmas Day I've got three football games and five uh, basketball games. Oh, it's going to be great. You know, like open up the gifts. We're going to have the TV. Like, but th- think about think about the family members that could care less about sports. This is this is like this is their nightmare, right? Like Christmas Day is supposed to be about family it's supposed to be about you know opening gifts with the family and the tv like you know just with a roaring fireplace and and christmas music it's not supposed to be about like we love it because we love sports but think of the percentage of people out there that are like are you kidding me i have to compete and contend with the nba now i have to compete and contend with the nfl that happened last year um, this past christmas it it fell on a saturday and what, what do we have two nfl games Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code FIRSTTAKE and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more, more than, than ever. ever. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to gamble responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. This U.S. promotional offer not available in D.C., Mississippi, North Carolina, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY-467-369 for New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. For Massachusetts, 1-800-327-5050. For Iowa, 1-800-BETS-OFF. For Puerto Rico, 1-800-981-0023. For West Virginia, 
visit 1-800-GAMBLER.net. First bet offer for new customers only, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Uh, on Christmas Day, and then five NBA games. So it's just two years. Now, I wonder if this is going to at some point become a trend where the NFL is just going to get involved on Christmas Day every year. And I know it's going to be difficult just because of how the schedule falls, but uh, if there's any league that wants to infringe upon another's real estate, it's the NFL, and it's it's always going to win. And nothing's going to beat the NFL head-to-head. So I wonder if this is going to become some trend going forward. I'm sure I'm sure the NBA is not liking it. That's for sure. <laughs> but uh, but but also the NBA, right? The NBA always puts together, you know, some of the best matchups that. Uh, yeah, that you, you, you try you, to get rivalries. Exactly. You, know, you get maybe a uh, uh, the, the two teams that played in the finals the year before. They used to do that a lot. I don't like, think the Knicks are going to play again on Christmas this year, but I could be wrong. Warriors, uh, Warriors. Warriors, Cavs, yeah, you know, Lakers, Celtics, that type of thing. So yeah, you try to put your marquee matchups head to head. I mean, not a head to head, but you try to put your marquee matchups on that day. And now you're going head to head with the NFL. Well, if they do, whenever the, the Knicks do play on Christmas Day, it's always at noon, right? It's always the first game. Like, yeah, oh, let's get, get the first them game. out the way. <laughs> exactly. Let's, let's get, get them out of, out of the way. Anything else, guys? Before we move on, uh, that's pretty much it. Next, that's it. Nets, Celtics, Game Three tonight. Can't Bar- wait. At Bar- can Can't you stop wait. saying the Clays? At the Clays. Don't say at that. the Clays, baby. Let's dive into that next. That's a uh, red flag. People who call it the Clays. Red why? Flag. Why is that a red flag? Because no one says the Clays. It's what the cool yes, kids are saying. Right? It's and what the know? cool people exactly. say. Get, come no. on, get on board, Ty. Get on I board. I don't think anyone cool is calling it the Clays. Well, I think Knicks fans are cool with it because it's so lame that it kind of gives us another <laughs> excuse to hate on the Nets. So, yeah, call it the it's Clays. It's so funny, though. Like, Knicks fans, all they want to tell you is, oh, who cares about the Nets? Who cares? About, they don't care about the Nets, and now they're rooting for the Celtics. Funny how that works. 